Hello and welcome to the Science of Confidence podcast, a podcast dedicated to all things confidence to give you the edge. Hear the latest science on confidence and how you can apply it. Hear life insights from today's best minds on the subject and interviews with highly confident individuals to uncover secrets to exceptional confidence. In this episode, I will dive deeper into our confidence framework and explore the role of knowledge affecting your thoughts. And in reference to knowledge, this is your knowledge of your own ability, your environment, how to minimize downside and maximize upside risks for confidence. Firstly, let's recap on our definition of confidence and our confidence framework. We state that the strength of our confidence is determined by the strength of our beliefs about the performance or behavior of someone, something or yourself. To strengthen our beliefs, we can use the confidence framework to help us. The confidence framework is made up of three elements, thoughts, actions, and feedback. Your thoughts and actions influence each other, while feedback you receive provides you with necessary data to continue to strengthen your confidence. Our thoughts are influenced and defined by our knowledge. So what knowledge helps us develop confident thoughts? Firstly, knowledge about your own ability or capability or competence in a given or required skill set for a specific situation. And importantly, knowledge of your own competency is key here. If you are feeling capable, but you are not very competent, your confidence in your capability will not take you very far when you encounter challenges on your journey. For example, if you feel capable of hiking a mountain, but you have not done any mountain hiking before, you are not competent in hiking. Knowledge that you are not competent in hiking should help you take action to become competent so you can hike a mountain with confidence. It is the knowledge of your competence that strengthens your thoughts of confidence. This is what leads you to develop an informed confidence type, as we have touched on in prior episodes. Without the knowledge, you have a primal confidence type. You may feel capable and very confident in being able to hike a mountain, but as soon as you encounter a challenge, your confidence dips. One who has an informed confidence and knowledge of this is able to handle greater challenges on the mountain hike than one who just feels capable of hiking but has no knowledge of how to hike. Knowledge of your own capability or competence is obtained through learning, courses, guided activity, and videos or books. It is also obtained through experience, doing the activity or task again and again in controlled and then increasingly less controlled environments. This develops your confidence to an expert type and you have the knowledge of the skill set based on personal experience in addition to what you have learned. In some sense, you may think of building confidence as you would building evidence for a case. The more evidence your mind can find as proof that you are capable or competent in a task or skill, the stronger the belief that you are capable and hence the more confident you will be in a situation when you need to use the skill. If you have negotiated successful outcomes many times before, your mind will recall and reflect on the evidence of your negotiating prowess and trigger further thoughts 
of confidence in negotiation outcomes when your next negotiation situation arises. The third aspect of knowledge of your own capability or competence is a comparison to others who undertake the same task or skill. If you are confident of performing well in a race, but do not know how well your competitors perform in races, your confidence is different to your confidence if you do know that you are one of the best athletes out there. Or students, if you are consistently getting higher marks in assessments in your course or your class than your fellow students, your confidence of being one of the top students in a subsequent assessment is strong. Your confidence is high or strong because you know your content. You have knowledge about your competence or ability and also you know how you perform relative to others in the same scenario. Whether it be a race or a student assessment or any other scenario involving skills assessments. So we understand that knowledge of your own capability and your capability relative to others affects your thoughts and builds or strengthens or maintains your confidence. But there is more to the area of knowledge that affects our confidence in a given situation. Let's turn to your specific situation and the people or relationships within it. Understanding your specific situation, the people, relationships, formal and informal structures, rules, street smarts, cultural aspects, history, hierarchies, tactical insights are all critical to operating with high confidence in scenarios that are more subjective for positive outcomes. This knowledge is often and most commonly needed in the arena of decision-making, whether it be negotiations, interviews, financial approvals, or for executive or leadership support and endorsement. Knowing how to negotiate, having experience in negotiation, and knowing that you are one of the best negotiators is not sufficient knowledge to hold and maintain high confidence of a successful outcome if you do not understand the history or cultural aspects of negotiations between certain parties. You may quickly be seen as a confident fool, overstep unseen or unspoken boundaries and ruin your chance of a positive outcome for yourself or those for whom you are negotiating. Having knowledge of the history in an engagement, of the formal and informal rules for a given situation, of the cultural aspects, of who holds power and who does not, this knowledge will enable you to hold high confidence throughout the situation as you have knowledge that guides you to say and take actions based on this better information. As such, you will be able to have and maintain high confidence throughout the given decision-making scenario, whether you are successful or not. You will be able to retain high confidence of returning to the decision-making scenario or those who make the decisions at a later time to represent a variation of a proposal or a new proposal for decision-making and do so with confidence. The same can be applied to interviews, to seeking leadership support, or dealing with hostile parties in a tense situation. The third aspect of knowledge and its impact on thoughts towards confidence is knowledge about how to minimise 
the risk of something going wrong or the consequences of something going wrong. While this may be considered as part of the knowledge acquired through learning about a skill or a task, or as knowledge acquired through experience, I want to highlight it explicitly, as learning a skill does not necessarily cover downside risk. An experience you may have may not prepare you for or include exposure to potential downside risks. This knowledge is specific. Perhaps professional poker players understand this risk well and are a good example here. A professional poker player has knowledge of how to play, i.e. they have learnt the skill of playing poker. They have experience in how to play. They will likely understand their performance relative to other professional players. And they will know the history and the norms of the game with specific players and understand how some players play the game in such a way that they know how to get an edge when they play against them. While players will likely understand the risks and guesses of certain plays or cards eventuating, it is the knowledge of the likely probability of the next card to be displayed being the one they want or don't want, and taking action or making decisions based on the likely probabilities, not guesses, that will give them that confidence edge. It helps the players make better decisions to improve that probability of not losing or of not losing early in the game. Knowledge or understanding of how to mitigate or avoid consequences of negative situations and similarly the practice and or belief in one's ability to execute these mitigation or avoidance actions is another knowledge set crucial for maintaining high confidence in a given situation. Using scuba diving as an example, you may understand how to dive, you may have experience in diving with many dives logged, and you may also understand your dive performance relative to others and the probabilities of negative scenarios arising during your dive. This will give you a certain confidence level with the knowledge that you have about diving. What increases that confidence further and in a more robust way is knowing and practicing how to handle situations that do not go as planned, i.e. those that turn for the worst. This is where knowledge of how to rescue another diver will provide first aid or manage an incident on the surface of the water to mitigate or avoid negative consequences of the incident provides you with that stronger confidence that you can maintain. You maintain your high confidence for longer in more scenarios when you have knowledge of how to mitigate or avoid consequences of negative situations. The fourth aspect with regards to knowledge and confident thoughts that I want to cover today is in relation to maximizing the probability of great things occurring. This knowledge supports you in maintaining or holding high confidence for accomplishment beyond the knowledge of skills or relative performance alone. It is the knowledge of when, where and how to deploy specific strategies that maximize your chance of success in a given scenario in legal or approved ways. Again, this knowledge is arguably formed through the learning and experience knowledge you acquire with the skill or capability progression. However, I want to call it out specifically as there are circumstances where its knowledge is not necessarily acquired during this effort 
and must be specifically considered or maybe learnt separately to the skill you are deploying and be cross-pollinated to benefit your current situation. For example, you may be planning a marketing campaign for a new product. You know how to run marketing campaigns. You have experience running them over the past few years. You know you are better than most at running campaigns. You know how to minimize the risk of it failing, but what will maximize your chance of it being a standout success? How do you maximize the probability of a great outcome beyond the standard high performance requirements? It is this knowledge that will lead to thoughts to give you a higher confidence boost. In this particular scenario of a marketing campaign, perhaps what will help maximize the possibility of success, that hidden or secret ingredient, can be found in the excellent book by Robert Greene, The Laws of Human Nature. In his book, Robert speaks to the law around becoming an elusive object of desire. Robert notes here, and I paraphrase, learn to create some mystery, dangle in front of others what they are missing most in life, and they will go crazy with desire. Robert goes on to share how the formation of a fashion brand uses this approach to great effect and great success. Thus, perhaps in this marketing campaign scenario, knowledge of how to create an elusive object of desire may be the way to maximize the possibility of a great outcome. Now, every scenario is different, but every scenario will have a pathway to maximize the probability of success. And in some cases, this will not be immediately or commonly obvious. Knowledge of this and understanding the importance of seeking this knowledge will be greatly beneficial in your confidence journey. In summary, knowledge about your ability or competence, the environment or situation you are in, the ways to minimize risk or consequence of negative situations, and ways to maximize your probability for success is very important for holding and retaining thoughts that build or strengthen confidence. And yet knowledge about a task or your environment or to minimize negative outcomes or maximize potential for success is only one factor of many when we consider how we develop and maintain high confidence thoughts. In the next episode, I will talk about the importance of emotional well-being and its influence on your thoughts in strengthening and maintaining confidence. I will talk about self-care, about romantic partners, about family, friends and community and how they each influence and impact your confidence. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. I really appreciate it. Do subscribe to my podcast channel if you haven't already, The Science of Confidence. And I look forward to sharing a whole heap more insights on confidence with you on the next episode to give you the edge.